When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob Ryan, Israel Gutierrez, David Dennis Jr., Sarah Spain. Might there be somebody on this panel? Is there anybody on this panel? No. That's it? This was the right call? No, No, nobody? Other than Daniel Hackett and Russell Wilson. Okay. Here's what it comes up. When nerds and jocks agree, you know you messed up. Let's go. Ouch. Insulting there, eh, David? You called a nerd? No, 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 no. The jocks are insulting part. Nerds rule the world. That's, I was freezing you people. You know, you know all the specifics, fourth and five. You know that Russell Wilson is just signed for a quarter billion dollars and, and Denver traded half the draft for him and he's got the most game-winning drives in the fourth quarter basically ever and he watched the clock run out, call timeout, and his team with first-year head coach Daniel Hackett elected to kick a 64-yard field goal rather than give Russell Wilson one more shot. I mean, it it's defies logic. You saw Peyton Manning's reaction, and you saw Aaron Schatz, the great stat king, say, I mean, it's five times greater if they try to get the first down with Russell Wilson than kick that field goal. Five times greater chance of winning. So... Sarah Spain, Hackett and Wilson stood by the decision post-game. How? Yeah, well, Hackett's got to cover his own butt, and Russ can't show up day one and undermine his coach after what mm-hmm. went down in mm-hmm. Seattle. But like you said, statistically, there is no way anyone could defend this. Kickers are 2-41 in history at 64-plus yards. McManus alone 1-7 in 60-plus. And over the last season, last season and this season, teams are 48% going from fourth and five. All of the numbers told you, plus what you said about Russ's fourth-quarter comebacks. At this point, you have to look at the unintended consequences of this not just being a bad call in this game, but now you've started a new tenure with Russ where you've publicly not backed him, publicly not believed in him. So I almost think Hackett has to come out and just eat this one and say, yep, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was wrong in the moment. I was wrong about not trusting Russ. It's going to change going okay. forward. Okay, well, that, that, that's the question that I'll pose to David Dennis Jr. now that a day has passed. Do you think Hackett has to at least come out, whether it's publicly or privately in the locker room, Come out and say, ah, you know what? I blew it. Uh, uh, yeah, obviously he has to say that because you could use, lose the locker room by blowing a game like this. Not, not even how you played and how you coached in the fourth quarter at the end of that drive. The whole game was amateur hour from the beginning. It was like they rolled him out of bed <laughs> and had him coach a game. They were doing um, <laughs> shotgun uh, running plays. From the goal line, they couldn't get organized enough, which led to one into a fumble. Three times they were delayed games. They ran the ball only 19 times, even though they were averaging five yards per carry. This looked terrible. And I know yesterday was overreaction Monday, but we're going to carry that on to Tuesday. If I'm the if I'm Denver, I'm going to pick up the phone and see what Sean Payton is doing. Because you want to beat the Cowboys to Sean Payton, I think is what you're saying. But... Uh, seriously, though, right. I, I know you got jokes, but uh, one game, 
well, for a rookie well, head I mean, coach, you're, you're not really thinking about that, are you? Well, yeah, I mean, you Russell Wilson's window is a couple of years to get a Super Bowl. This uh, hacker does not seem like he can coach. Oh, you Super are? Okay, fine. What you? Wow. They need to have a backup plan. For, yes, I'm, I'm standing by. It's not a joke. I'm standing by that. They need to Well, then let's to turn to soon. Israel Gutierrez on that. Israel, this one decision by Nathaniel Hackett in his first career game, is it already enough for you in Denver well, to look. say maybe he's not our future coach? I don't know if it's already enough, but like David mentioned, there are a lot of signs, okay? The, the hilarity when they get closer to the end zone is a sign that maybe this team doesn't really have it together, okay? Having to take the time, watching it tick away, and then making that decision kind of makes you wonder, hmm, I don't know if this coach has it all together here. I'd go further than what you said. I would go that the front office probably needs to sit down, hack it, and say, listen, we just paid a lot of money for this quarterback. Let's go ahead and use him on fourth and five. You know the let Russ cook? That's not even him cooking. That's like him buttering some toast, fourth and five. That's not a huge deal. Go ahead and do that. And nobody would have argued with you. Nobody would have argued with you if that was the decision. I would go ahead and say this is probably the easiest of the difficult decisions he would have to make the entire season. It was sitting right there in front of him. Nobody's going to complain if you let Russ go there. And so, yeah, I think you start to scratch your head and say, hmm, with a preseason to prepare, with, you know, an offseason or what have you, to, to prepare for this, this is the first decision that you make. It makes you, it makes you, it makes you wonder it just makes you all right Bob uh, in all your years of covering and watching football that decision to go for a 64 yard field goal rather than a fourth down with your, your quarterback and also the idea it was your first game as head coach on a scale of one to ten it's clearly at least a 12 and, and it's <laughs> of all time. I like the way you do uh, man now, you know, it's, now it's, it's funny when I was watching the Steelers and Bengals end of the game the other day, and the craziness there, I thought, well, this is going to be the most talked about game. Don't talk about this game in January. But then again, that was physical error. Misfield, bad snap, misfield goal, doinks. That's football. But what we saw yesterday was a, a mind-boggling, incompetent, idiotic, foolish, blah, 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 fill-in-the-blank decision on the part of a coach who, as Mr. Dennis says, is absolutely a suspect. He's, he's, he's suspect right now for many reasons. And here's the thing that jumps out at me. Russell Wilson, why do you pay him? Why do they do this? You, you have to show faith in Russell Wilson here, not worrying about the, a guy who maybe lucked out with one 60-yard field goal. I mean, I don't know where the line of, of no return is on, on exactly where you draw it up and say, I'm not, we can't let him do it. But I know it has to be with a 60-yard field goal in a circumstance like that. Darius back in. Yeah, I forgot to mention that all those statistics that I said didn't even take into account that this was a Broncos team that had over 420 yards in the game. You have somehow managed to get 420 and you don't believe in five? Come on. Sarah, are you with David and Israel at least? They're thinking no. after one game, maybe it's time to look for a new coach. No. No, no, no. I'm giving more time. Does anybody know the NFL record for, for – I mean, Bill Belichick may have the record. It was about six hours. But the NFL record for someone who coached the team and then didn't coach the team. Anyone? Anyone? Two uh, preseason so. games. Sarah Two Spain. How does games. she do it? George <laughs> Allen with the Rams in the 70s. Two preseason games. Wow. But even he shot. didn't elect to kick a 64-yarder. We'll move on. Booze for Russell Wilson. I audibly gasped when I heard this. Also, the suit he wore when he walked in. Do you have to change outfits when you when you lose? No, he didn't. It's the same suit for the loss. Oh my goodness. And also the handshakes. 
Were the handshakes shaky? And the ex-teammates, were they reveling in his loss? It certainly looked like it. David on Russell Wilson's debut with Denver against his old team, the things he could control, the things he couldn't. I mean, I commend him on the suit. He dressed up as one of Dirk Nowinski's to-go plates that he covered in foil when he walked to the games. That was pretty cool. I would say, however, though, I'm not <laughs> tripping over the crowd booing him. Uh, you know, players get booed every day. It's not a big deal. Basically, Pete Carroll was begging the crowd to boo him ahead of the, ahead of, uh, the game, so I'm not too surprised by that. What's really um, surprising and alarming is how much his former players are always trip over themselves to bash him. I know there's a lot of stuff in the locker room, but it seems like like there's playing into, you know, his blackness, his masculinity, his marriage, things with other rappers. That's really unfair to Russell Wilson. And his former players piling on to him is actually the thing that's a little bit more corny to me. Mm. Israel Gutierrez. Yeah, I don't have a problem with his former teammates. That's all personal stuff that the fans may not have, might not be privy to any sort of information. But booing him after basically giving you the greatest stretch of Seattle Seahawks football, after potentially giving you, you know, two Super Bowls, definitely one, obviously, the play call in the second one being a big problem, that's not something you boo the first chance you get when he comes back. Unless really? you think that he's going to suddenly win two or three more Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos and all of a sudden leaving you high and dry. No, he gave you the best of his career and the best football that the Seattle Seahawks have Wait, hold on a second. You don't think he left them high and dry? You, bad the you internal don't think he issues asked are. for his way out of there, Israel Gutierrez? Because after however many years of him, it's the same thing we talk about with Aaron Rodgers, and we all defended him. Hey, have, let him have a little bit say in what the team does, and he felt like he didn't have that say. So, yes, he left them a little bit high and dry, but he gave him plenty of years to, to say, hey, this running thing isn't really working so the way you guys want it to. Let me throw the ball. Far. Let okay. me get better protection. And they didn't do Bob Ryan, how about you? Yeah. If there was a more notable Seahawk in their history, you guys help me out. I can't think of one. And, and, he, and you were in an era when people welcomed back uh, guys like this with tributes like Freddie Freeman gets in Atlanta and, and video tributes that, uh, and all this. I, I, it, I'm, I agree. Pete Carroll, he's a sly guy, I'll tell you. He knew what he was doing. Talking about, oh, the 12s will do what they you know. The 12s obviously mean the 12th man fans. The 12s will do what they're going to do. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, come on, wink, wink. Come on, guys, let them okay. have it. That's Maybe I'm Carroll confused here. He, he did, you know, basically ask for his way out of there, right? I mean, isn't this what we're talking about? And a player, okay, Marshawn Lynch. I'll, I'll volunteer Marshawn Lynch as a guy that Seattle, he's played for different teams, and Seattle fans, I believe, will have a better view of beast mode. Sarah Spain. It's the specifics of the T, Tony. It's that they have other people to align with that are still on their sideline, namely Pete Carroll, right? We've seen athletes who have butted heads with the front office or their coaches and fans have gone on their side. But I think in this case, you see that Pete Carroll's still around and there was that story that revealed that maybe Russ sometimes was looking for MVP honors over what was best for the team. You spin that up enough and you can get angry right now. He'll still come back at the end of his career and get a big ovation. But right now it's like running into your ex two days later versus five years later. David Dennis Jr., last word on this. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I did say that Pete Carroll's basically begging the crowd to do this, but like, why would you side with Pete Carroll instead of Russell Wilson? He got you a Super Bowl, should have got you two, and he has a potential to get you more. I think you probably, you know, hitched your wagon to the wrong person on that mm, one. Not after one game. Pete Carroll got a win with Geno Smith. Let's talk about Geno Smith, near flawless in his debut, and bars. Yes. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. 
I audibly so guessed at that one too. Israel, this Geno Smith redemption tour, and I hesitate to even say redemption. I mean, it's good-hearted uh, Geno socks that we're looking at here. What is it? Yeah, I mean, you know how on Instagram posts, like a lot of people post, you know, perfect song lyrics and they're just like, oh, that's kind of overdone. But sometimes somebody posts the perfect song lyric for the perfect photo. This was a perfect moment for Geno Smith. He looked like a capable quarterback. He, you know, obviously won a big nationally televised game. And then at the end, that perfect quote, I thought it was awesome. David Dennis Jr. I agree, uh, but I will say that Geno Smith is probably sitting on that quote for the last four or five years waiting for the right moment, so he's been working on it for a little bit. Wait, you're a professional writer. You should appreciate that. What are you talking about? He was sitting on it. Yeah, he was sitting on it, and he dropped it. Boom. All right, let's see. Hot take me right now, because I think some of you think Russell Wilson in Denver may not go as smoothly as as maybe we forecasted months ago. Who thinks Geno Smith could put together a season that's on par with Russell Wilson? Anybody? Nope. No, on par, no. No. Oh, come on, guys. No, no, no. Respect Geno. We'll be back by something. <laughs> Around the Horn is brought to you by Burger King. A burger, fries, and chicken fries. Only six bucks at BK. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Aces, son. Game two tonight. Game one came down to the last shot. The Sun imposed their mucking it up defensive will, as they're wont to do, and Aces were able to survive. Sarah Spain, how is tonight one? Well, you look at game one, lowest point total of the season for the Aces. Their fifth worst shooting night, their second worst shooting night from outside. So the question that will get answered tonight is, was that a bad shooting night for the Aces, or was that the Sun mucking things up and making it difficult? And it came down to the wire. If the Sun do that even better, can they win? My belief is that the Aces were affected by the Sun, but they'll come out stronger in their way. David Dennis Jr. Yeah, with all that said about the, um, about the defense, 
the Aces still won the game. They still had Wilson had 24 and 11, um, and Gray still had 21 points with a couple of very clutch shots and a clutch charge at the end. And as long as they're going to still be able to do that, I think the Aces are going to win. I do not think they're going to play as badly on offense. Rick Gutierrez. Yeah, the part that's especially frustrating if you're Connecticut is letting Asia Wilson get to the foul line a lot, which is very difficult to reel in. And then Chelsea Gray. I mean, this is a woman who's hitting at a true shooting percentage of 75% for these playoffs, which would be the greatest in any WNBA playoff series. And she's not doing it with layups. She's doing it with, like, jumpers and people in her face. And so as good a defense as you can play, if she's still doing that, I think the Aces are, are going to have a pretty good That job. fire isn't for you, Israel. That, that fire is for Chelsea Gray. And you said it was in the nah. history of the WNBA playoffs. It's the history of... All professional basketball playoffs. That's what Gray is doing. Bob Ryan, how about you? History has shown us that when teams play this style of play, it can be successful to a point. Yes, it worked. They got them by the sky. It will come to an end. The Aces will win the series. They are just too powerful, and they've got a great coach who will figure something out. And we have seen this before. I saw this with the Chicago Bulls in the early 70s. They could only go so far this way, and they were damn good at what they did, And this, as are the Sun. But they're not going to beat the Aces. If you can go back to the early 70s, you go back to the early 70s. Okay. That's what I say about Ryan. We move on. NBA news of the day. Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury owner Robert Sarver suspended for one year, fined $10 million by the league after the nearly year-long investigation concluded today. That investigation found he had engaged in what the league called workplace misconduct and organizational deficiencies findings that Sarver used the N-word at least five times in statements from others. The meaning treatment of employee, one of many significant details. Also, inequitable conduct towards female employees and sexual-related comments in the workplace. Israel Gutierrez, how do you consider the league's punishment? It seems light, especially when you consider him being the leader of a multi-billion dollar organization. Um, when you read the things that he did specifically, and when you talk about the league and obviously with Sterling having the LA Clippers taken away from him, you see that precedent. Perhaps this one needed some actual sound, maybe some video to go with what he actually did, because it seems like he has done enough to have his team taken away from him, or at least have that discussion. A one-year uh, sort of penalty, if you will, with a $10 million fine, which is the most they can find him, just doesn't seem enough when you consider that this is a guy leading an organization what's supposed to be the most progressive sports league that we have. Hmm. Bob Ryan. When an owner wants, a guy wants to get into the league, he has to get the approval of the Board of Governors. That's how they get voted in, by the, the vote of the other guys. Too bad you can't reverse it now and have a vote and see if we can vote him off the island, but it doesn't work that way. That's not the one hmm. to read. Isn't that what happened and, with and, Sterling? They, they did reverse it? Well, as, as Izzy said, they had some they had some audio. Interesting, audio or visual, you know, uh, make means something to people. I understand, I but they can. Homes. I mean, it is within the realm of possibility well, maybe, that maybe, they could have made a decision. Maybe the quota, maybe the quota is one in their eyes. Who knows? But there were over seventy people interviewed in the original story by Baxter Holmes, and that doesn't impress them, really. Sarah Spain. Yeah, I think we have a really pathetic standard for leadership. And in this case particularly, this isn't a company. This is part of a collective. In fact, two collectives, two leagues that stand for progressive and social issues that they claim to be the backbone of the leagues, both the NBA and the WNBA. And at the head of that, you simply can't have someone who has has shown this behavior. And I urge people to read the details and not just the headlines on exactly what he said and did around male and female and employees and the use of, of the N-word and ask, 
how long do we just keep enabling rich people, enabling other rich people at the top instead of being able to make an actual statement? And I would say the NBA and WNBA are not standing up for the claims that they make about themselves in the toughest situations. It's cowardly, I think, to let leaders like this skate because you're afraid to make a statement with their firing. Mm. David Dennis Jr. Yeah, this is a travesty. If you read the report that he said the N-word five times, he insulted women, he said, I hate diversity, and the NBA's conclusion was that he had no animus towards uh, black folks and women. Did they ask the black folks or the women if they felt animosity by what he was saying? Again, the problem here, that one year does nothing. And now you're putting the onus on black players at the Phoenix Sun, black women at the Phoenix Mercury to protest and do something when the responsibility should be on these white billionaires to stand against the racism and misogyny that they are allowing to continue in this league. Yes. Thanks for the discussion, guys. Thanks for Gutierrez, David Dennis Jr. Front row seats for Sarah Spain, Bob Ryan. Showdown in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Around the Horn is brought to you by Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Jerry Jones has more timetables than Penn Station. All right. On 105.3 The Fan this morning, he said the Cowboys aren't putting Dak on injured to reserve because they believe he can return in the next four games. This is at least the third or fourth player this, this season. He's like, I, you know, I know the timetable here. So, oh, how the timetables have turned, Sarah. Dr. Spade, what do you make of the medical news? Well, Jerry Jones is everything for this team. And in this case, I don't think he's actually playing doctor. He's CFO. And he says it ain't worth the cost to try to bring in a new QB. We're going to cross our fingers and toes for Dak. Mm-hmm. Bob Ryan? I'll have to take him at face value that he honestly was given a medical opinion that the thing's going to be okay. And if, here's the thing. If it were someone else, we wouldn't be having this discussion. It's Jerry Jones, and every time he burps, it's yeah, news. I agree with you on that. Sarah, when you're crossing fingers and you have a thumb injury, I wouldn't recommend that. We'll move on. <laughs> have you ever seen two managers ejected on the same player? This is showdown two. This was five minutes of arguments and tirades here. Terry Francona thinking his player was hit by a pitch. Got tossed for that. He was steaming. After that, tirade Phil Nevin getting the hee-ho for arguing about his pitcher, whether he should get warm-up pitches. Umpire Ron Culpa clearing the decks. Again, this was a five-minute delay in the game. Bob, what kind of – what do we just see here? Well, aside from the fact that I worry about Terry Francona's health always and, and about blowing your gasket there. Culpa, did you see what he mouthed? Because I said so. 
That's really quality umpiring, folks. Mm-hmm. Sarah Spain. What if I told you the most interesting part of this kerfuffle is that Ron Culpa didn't finish the game either? Not any of those three <laughs> men finished the game. He got hit in the mask with a foul ball and had to leave early. Poet, poetic justice. Yeah. Point for kerfuffle. I'll give you that. But Bob Ryan, 30 seconds of FaceTime. About a week ago, baseball announced that starting next year, there's going to be a little important rule changes, including pitch count and one about where you're going to be able to put your feet and what side of the fence you can play about the shifts. Buried in the news was the fact that the four players on the 11-man committee voted against both of these changes in the game's play, including the pitch count, which is an idea whose time has come. And this is why you cannot have players who don't care involved in decisions like this. We'll see you tomorrow.